Welcome back to the Gains for Girls podcast. Um, I hope everyone has been enjoying the Republican presidential primary process play out. Uh, you look at these issues happening around the country, like crime rate, border security, inflation, academia, and corporate America being riddled with these DEI initiatives, even these airline um, companies now like United. I mean, the list goes on. And I think it's pretty easy to see those things and get down and feel like there's little hope or nothing that can be done to get America back on track to what it once was. But right now, after watching all of the Republican presidential things, uh, I feel hopeful. Uh, and it, it's truthfully the most hopeful I felt in a while. And our guest today is no exception to that. Uh, he gives me hope. He is someone who is young, who is fierce, who is wise beyond his years, and who saw a problem and has taken the initiative to give a solution. Uh, enjoy the interview with CJ Pearson. Well, CJ, I am so glad that you came on. I'm so glad, really, that we've been able to develop a friendship over these past few months, and now seeing everything you're doing, uh, it's really just incredible. And so I just wanted you to have the opportunity to tell us a little bit about who you are um, and really how you got involved in politics. Yeah, well, Riley, thank you so much for having me. It's always good to talk with you and good to see you. You know, this is you know such an interesting moment you know right now in my life. You know, for nearly a decade, I've been on the front lines of the conservative movement. You know, fighting against the radical left, standing up for Georgians, and advocating for America's next generation. I started all of this when I was just twelve years old, making a YouTube video uh, in my bedroom at home, which was a little ironic because my grandparents, who raised me, lifelong Democrats, and they had bought me that camcorder for Christmas, which turned out probably to be the worst investment they ever made. Uh, because I made this video because Rudy Giuliani was being called a racist, a bigot, because he had criticized Barack Obama at the time. And even me at 12 years old thought that it was absolutely absurd, this idea that you wouldn't be able to criticize the first black president for his entire presidency just because of the color of his skin. And so I turned on that camcorder, I made a YouTube video, and I said, he was right. Rudy Giuliani was absolutely right. President Obama does not love America because if he did, he wouldn't call ISIS the JV team. He would actually not try to redistribute wealth. He would help people become more successful, which he didn't do in his presidency. And that video went absolutely viral. Uh, that same week, I ended up on Fox News, which is still something I hold against those producers, you know, allowing me on national television with voice cracks and acne is just something that I cannot forgive. Um, but it was the start of something incredible. I, and I, you know, kept making content, kept building my platform over the years. And we've been able to do great things in terms of bringing more young people over to the party. Uh, you know, went to college at the University of Alabama. Don't hold that against me. Um, <laughs> go, go Wildcats for the purposes of this conversation. But totally. As long uh, as it's the University of Tennessee, then we're fine, right? Hopefully we right, can. Exactly that. Exactly that. And so, but then, you know, I had the opportunity to work for PragerU, one of the, you know, leading conservative nonprofit organizations in America, doing the work to, you know, not just preach to the choir, but to grow the congregation. And now I'm in the midst of a special election uh, to, for the Georgia House of Representatives to represent my hometown of Grovetown, Georgia, here in Columbia County, right outside of Augusta. And it's been a heck of a race. It's been a sprint. Uh, just two weeks ago, we announced that we were running for this office. And literally in just 19, 20 days, we're going to have election day. And so we've been crisscrossing community, talking to my neighbors, rallying support. And, and, I, and I've been clear, this campaign isn't about me. I think it's about the next generation. Uh, you know, every single year you hear these career politicians talk about this election is so critical because the next generation is on the line. Well, I am the next generation. That's why I'm passionate about this issue. That's why I'm passionate about this race, because if we don't stand up and fight for our future, 
who will. Oh my gosh. Uh, that gives me chills. And it, it truly kind of cracks me up. What are, are you 21 or 22? 21. It cracks me up um, that you've been at this to say, you know, for a decade at yeah. 21 years old. I mean, Insane. that's remarkable. Old. <laughs> yeah. The ripe age of 21, uh, <laughs> you, you get in there. You're going to start getting there next. Um, <laughs> but I, I guess I wanted to ask you, I think Georgia had a lot of national attention, a lot of eyes on Georgia the past two, three, four years. Yeah. Uh, we saw what happened in the Senate race with Herschel Walker, uh, which went into a runoff. So Georgia's kind of been this this purple state. Um, and so what really inspired you? Uh, was there something you saw that you kind of told yourself, hold on, I can do something about this? What inspired you to run? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. You know, growing up here in the state, you know, I've lived here um, all my life. I never would have thought that Georgia would have been a purple state. I never would have thought that we would have two Democrat U.S. senators, but here we are. And I think the problem therein lies with the fact that we have all these people moving from these blue states and bringing their left wing values and voting the same way when they get here. I I'm sorry, but you don't get to California, my Georgia. You know, you, you, you flood California. You, you don't get to come to Georgia and push the same disastrous policies that made you leave in the first place. And, you know, when it came to this race, you know, I think the, the nation should have Georgia on its mind right now. The, the road to the White House will lead through this state. And if we don't win Georgia, we don't win the White House. And so I think it's so critical for us to just not have go along to get along Republicans in office. We need fighters uh, because at the end of the day, it's, you know, even formerly red states like Georgia, safe havens for conservative values are under attack. You have people trying to inject their left wing values into our schools, our libraries, and, and trying to corrupt the very things that made Georgia a great place to raise your children to begin with. You know, just the other day, I was actually at our county library and, and Columbia County is a very conservative community. I went to our county library and I found a book. It's called Bare Naked. I would encourage your listeners to, to look it up. And it talks about gender fluidity and it's marketed towards one to four year olds and on the cover of the book. You have a little boy with his boxers pulled out, looking into his pants. And, and I just I, I was disgusted by it. But, you know, you ask the question is, you know, why did I get into this race? You know, I looked at the candidates who, who had announced and, and I looked at them and I think they're very nice guys. I, I think Gary Richardson and, and Jim Steed, great local guys, incredible people, um, and, and they love our community. But I don't think this is the time for people who need on the job training. I don't think this is the time for people who don't have the resolve to fight the tough fights that we need to save this state, to save this country. But also, too, I, I, you know, a lot of people have talked about this race and talked about the historic nature that it would have. Not only would I be the youngest member of the legislature, but the youngest black legislator in America would be a Republican. Just imagine how mad that's going to make the left. Uh, but, I, but I see it as an opportunity, though. Uh, to crisscross the state, to go into communities that typically Republicans don't go and to be um, an ambassador for our values and our policies. I think the black community is waking up. You know, when you go into a black barbershop, a black church, there are people who are sick and tired of being sick and tired when it comes to Joe Biden and his disastrous policies and, and, and the impact that they've had on him. And so uh, when I look at the opportunity to, to really grow the party, I, I think it's something that I don't take lightly. Because I've always said, this has always been my philosophy. We need to grow the congregation, not just preach to the choir with young people, with minorities. Uh, and we also need to turn out the base. We need everyone to take back this country. This is going to be a group effort. And But I think uh, starting with February 13th, I think we'll be able to do that. No doubt. Um, yeah, you mentioned growing and you mentioned kind of 
reaching across these boundaries, whether that be age, whether that be race, whether that be sexual orientation or, or whatever these identities or, or categories, shall we say, whatever they are, yeah. reaching across and persuading people, really highlighting, I think, of course, the good that's being done in the Republican Party right now, but also highlighting the, as you said, the disastrous policies and ideas in place being put in place by the Democrats. Yeah. Um, but speaking of kind of growing the youth, being yeah. someone who's so young yourself, mm. you've done a lot of work with the Youth Advisory Committee, um, which is a part, it's a subset of the RNC with the goal of winning over these millennial voters. Mm. Um, and so I guess someone who, myself included, you know, being a part of this younger demographic, mm. what's, you know, what's kind of the vibe of these young voters this election? I think especially too, as it pertains to even the presidential election, what is, what are you noticing among young voters? Yeah, I think young people are sick of, of Joe Biden. I think they're going through the same issues that the majority of Americans are going through, which is, you know, you go to the grocery store and prices are in insane. You go to the gas station, prices are insane. It's expensive to even exist in Joe Biden's America. And I think they're, they're tired of it. And I also think that the left has overplayed their hand with their radicalism. You look at, you know, them pushing, you know, biological men into women's sports, which I know is an issue, of course, you have been incredibly passionate about and effective on. Uh, and also, too, just issues when it comes to using the same locker rooms as biological men, using the same, you know, bathrooms as biological men, forcing women into those positions. It's, it's absolutely disgusting. And when I talk um, to girls and, you know, you know, young women who are not conservative or don't identify as that, or maybe not even political at all, actually. Those are issues that really animate them and really get them energized, I think, for the conservative cause. And so I think that we're making a lot of inroads with young people. I think, you know, one thing that I think that we ought to do and we got to encourage people um, to do is that for a long time, you know, conservatives have been okay with being the silent majority. We can't do that anymore. No you know, it's time for us to get rowdy. It's time for us to be the loud as hell majority and to go out and say that what's happening in this country is wrong. What, what the left is doing is absolutely moralist and, and just baseless and just uh, not a reflection of, of what our country is and what we believe. And, and I think that the more that we do that, the more that we stand on business, um, that we can get more young people to stand up and fight for what they believe in because they'll realize there are actually a lot more people in their corner than they could ever imagine. Um, and you mentioned the left kind of overplaying their hand. If you look through history, this is exactly how this works, right? The, the pendulum has swung too far. Yeah. But you're right. I think people are waking up. I think parents especially are waking up. I think people in these now turned swing purple states like Georgia, like Arizona, like Pennsylvania, I think they're waking up. And that's what we need. We need to stop funding organizations that hate you, quite frankly. Exactly. Um shopping your values, uh, running for school board, running for office like you're doing. Um, so I guess I just want to ask too, um, again, being someone who's young, I hear it all the time and it, it kind of frustrates me beyond belief, but I, I can understand where people are coming from. People will say it's Gen Z who's going to ruin this country. And I have my own thoughts there, but, but what's your response when someone says that? You know, I think at the end of the day, you know, Ronald Reagan once said that freedom is just one generation away from extinction. And, and, and the reason I'm involved, the reason I'm in this race, the reason I've been fighting for conservative values since I was 12 years old is because I refuse to allow it to be our generation. 
I think that we cannot give up on the future of America. And, and Gen Z is the future of this country. I think we ought to talk to them about what we believe, why we believe it. And I think that the more we have those conversations, we can win them over. Uh, but, but also too, you know, age has been, you know, kind of an interesting thing, uh, that's come up in this race. And, and I think that it's actually not the main issue here. I think that track record is, um, you know, I was knocking on doors and making phone calls for conservative candidates when I was 12 years old. I don't know what my opponents were doing at 12, but I, I imagine it's not that. Um, so it's been something where I think a lot of, uh, you know, people in the party, they say, you know, let's grow the party with young people. I think this is an opportunity to do just that. We need to support more young voices. We need a new generation of America first leadership in this country. People who are willing to fight um, without fear or favor and are willing to leave it all out on the line for the future of this nation. You, you know, people ask me you know, all the time, why do you care so much about this country? Why do you care so much about the future? Well, therein lies the answer. I, I, I care about the future because I am the future. And, 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 and selfishly enough, I, I want to raise my children in this state. I want to raise, I want to watch them grow old in this state and, and, and also, you know, create families of their own in this country. But we will not be able to do that if we don't have a country, um, you know, by that time. And so I think we've got to be vigilant. We've got to be effective. We've got to be fighters. Uh, we can't just sit here and, and, and just watch the radical left tear apart our state, tear apart our country and, and just, be silent. You know, I think, you know, we, and we also see it's not just about electing Republicans. We need to elect conservatives. You know, just, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I know that, you, you know, you talked about this in, in Ohio. You have the governor there who, who vetoed a very common sense bill to me um, that would have protected, uh, you know, women's sports and, you know, prevented, you know, uh, you know, the transition of minors, which I think is pretty simple issue. But apparently he didn't. Uh, but thankfully, you know, we have great conservatives in that, you know, that legislature there who can overturn that. But the same thing here is in Georgia. You know, yeah. we have lots of issues here. We need to rein in Fonnie Willis, who is launching this, you know, politically uh, motivated prosecution of President Trump and also, you know, conservative activists in this state. Uh, and also, too, not just that, but using taxpayer dollars to fund her little sneaky link. Yeah, you know, it, it's insane. She's using taxpayer dollars to fund these exotic vacations. Um, with someone she appointed to prosecute the president. And, and honestly, I think it's wrong enough that she used all this money, uh, you know, to fund her little illicit behavior. But to go on vacation in San Francisco, I just. <laughs> that in of itself. <laughs> you know, of all the if you're going to do wrong, at least, you know, Ibiza, you know, Turks and Caicos are all options. Uh, but to go to San Francisco, I think that's just poor planning. And so it, it makes me question her judgment even more than I already do. But I think we need to impeach her. Uh, but also, too, I think we need to take on the tough fights in the state. You know, you you live in Tennessee. There's no state income tax there. I'm jealous. We need that here in Georgia. Uh, and we need people who are going to fight to make that happen. Uh, but also, too, we need people who are going to keep this state, the state that we grew up in, uh, a state where traditional values are still the norm, where women are women. Biological men have no place in women's sports. But also, too, uh, critical race theory, which teaches young black children that they will never achieve anything because of the color of their skin, and young white children that they're responsible for atrocities that they were, themselves were not allowed to commit, um, have no place in our schools. Taxpayer-funded reverse racism has no place in our schools, and I'm going to fight against it. Oh, my gosh. This is getting me, like, amped up. Um, <laughs> Let's do it. You're just incredible. You're a ninja on social media too. Um, I've really enjoyed following you these past few months, really probably yeah. past few years, seeing everything that you're doing, especially now that you're running. Uh, you have proven to be a fighter and I hope, and I, I am 
um, almost certain that you will continue to have the opportunity to prove those things in the state of Georgia and, of course, on a national level. Um, How can we, uh, the general public, Georgians, of course, young people, how can we support you and follow you and what you're doing? Well, first and foremost, pray for me. I, I think this is going to be, you know, a race where prayers make all the difference. Uh, and, and it's definitely has been, you know, quite, uh, you know, a, a journey even over the course of the past few weeks. But it's been one that's certainly worthwhile. Uh, but also, too, you know, if, if you're watching this, you can go visit PearsonForGeorge.com, learn more about the campaign that we're running, and you can chip in to help us get across the finish line. Uh, but also, too, if you know anyone in Georgia, if you know anyone in Columbia County, um, tell them to go vote. Every single vote in this election is going to matter. This is a special election. People aren't really thinking about voting the day before um, Valentine's Day uh, and probably for a good reason. And so if you can get them to the polls, it's going to make a world of a difference. We need to send the next generation of America First leadership uh, to Atlanta. And uh, I think we'll make that happen on February 13th. All the young listeners, regardless of where you are register to vote if you are in college wherever you may be register to vote uh your vote is needed now more than ever whether that's a a local level a state level a federal level i i really truly believe we're at this precipice um where it matters more than it ever has so uh i could not agree with with everything you're fighting for more cj um i think you as you know as uh, anyone who listens to this knows You are wise beyond your years uh, and you're a fighter and that's what we need. So thank you for coming on. Uh, We will certainly be following along and supporting you every step of the way. Thank you so much, Riley. How could you not just listen to that and be so amped up? Uh, CJ, even though I'm, I'm only 23, um, at 21 years old, seeing what he is doing and what he's already accomplished makes me feel like a failure. Um, But seriously, make sure you go to his website he mentioned to support him, to support his efforts, uh, what he is trying to do to save the state of Georgia and ultimately save the nation. I think we will be seeing a lot more from CJ on a national level in the future. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, You can like, subscribe anywhere where you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Make sure you check us out at outkick.com. That being said, Outkick is getting a a big promo feature on Fox Nation. Uh, So make sure to check that out. That's happening in February. Uh, We will see you next week on the Gains for Girls podcast.